The Catalyst, a CEP podcast on bold leadership in the Ocala Metro, hosted by the Ocala Metro Chamber and Economic Partnership, sponsored by Douglas Law Firm, and recorded live at Wiley Productions Podcast Studios, located in Ocala, Florida. Welcome to The Catalyst. I'm your host, Natalie McComb, Vice President for the Ocala Metro Chamber and Economic Partnership Foundation, and I'm joined today by Kent Gwen, Mayor for the City of Ocala. Welcome to the show, Kent. Thank you, Natalie. Great to be here. So you have a long history of public service to the City of Ocala, uh, 12 years on City Council representing District 4, followed by more than a decade as our mayor. So in your opinion, what makes this town so special? Well, I mean, I'm a fifth-generation Ocalan, so I've, I've grown up here, you know, seen it a long time before I uh, got on council. Um, I would just say uh, the people. You know, mm-hmm. I was just telling the gentleman outside here about, you know, being able to pick the phone up and say, hey, I've got a citizen that needs some help. Mm-hmm. And people just go, what do you got, Mayor? You know, and, you know, we work together. We solve problems. And, you know, if you don't have that, if the community's not – oriented, you know, like that, things just don't work out. I mean, I talk to, you know, other cities around the country and, and tell them about how easy governments and, you know, public partnerships and things like that happen. And they're like, "Eh, we don't really work like that. (laughs) Fill in the blank, whatever city it may be, you know, we have problems dealing with, you know, other uh, city governments, county governments and such. So, so yeah, we we're, we're fortunate to have people that are very compass- compassionate and caring. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and you know, most in our town um, may, may just know you as mayor, particularly a lot of those who have more recently moved to Ocala. Sure. Um, but you, you also own a local business. So tell us more about that experience. So back in 1982, I got in the insurance business, and uh, I've been doing that for would it be 41 years? Wow. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, doing business and estate planning for, you know, uh, professionals, business owners, things like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And and as uh, as you mentioned, you're a fifth generation Ocalian. Ocalian, am I saying that right? You're, yep, that's Ocalian. <laughs> um, which means that, that you and your family have certainly seen um, a lot of change and, and a lot of progress in town over the years. Um, what improvement to specifically the downtown area do you think has been the most impactful? Um, well, I'll touch on your question and kind of tie it in is, you know, probably that hotel uh, yeah. that, that happened was a real catalyst uh, for, for the growth in downtown. Back in 1967, there was a hotel there that was torn down. Uh, and my father got about, I can't remember how many bricks, but it was about 5,000 bricks. And my job between the 7th grade and 10th grade was to clean bricks in the afternoon. Oh, wow. <laughs> for the house he was going to build uh, when we moved. And so uh, so I, I, I did all that. I would invite friends over and say, hey, you want to clean brick? I'll, bricks? I'll give you a penny of brick. No, can I? I'll pass on that. <laughs> so you started a business, if yeah, you will, right? <laughs> but, uh, but no, so we... Uh, yeah, we, we grew up here, and my father was in the printing business, and, you know, watched him, you know, work real hard and, you know, sacrifice. And, you know, you don't realize the things your parents uh, did until you get older and kind of think, wow, they did that. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, it was uh, it was great. It was great living in Ocala. Yeah, wonderful. Growing and, up. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, it's one of those things that certainly, you know, in your position as mayor, you, you've had to be involved in a lot of different things, but, but your service to, to boards, organizations, nonprofits over the years really started before that, um, you know, as, as mayor, certainly you've been involved with the U S conference of mayors and, and organizations that focus on criminal justice, substance abuse, and juvenile issues. But, but one in particular that you've had a long history of service for is, is children's home society. And I understand that has a, a personal connection for you. Can you explain that a little bit further? Yeah, it does. You know, I was adopted. So back in, um, you know, 1954, uh, my mother, uh, who was an unwed, you know, mother that lived up in, um, kind of corning New York area, mm. um, you know, uh, got pregnant and, you know, 19 year old unwed girls aren't supposed to be pregnant, you know, in 1954. And so her doctor somehow knew about Children's Home Society. And they said, Norma, just go to, to Jacksonville and Children's Home Society will take care of you and you can have the baby and come back home. And, you know, we'll say you went to secretarial school or whatever. And, um, so she did that. And, um, I was born, it was, um, it was Baptist Hospital, which became Children's, uh, Wilson's Children's Medical Center uh, shortly thereafter. And so uh, four months, I was, uh, someone took care of me after I was born, and you know, they adopted me, and they had adopted my sister through CHS uh, before that. So um, came to Ocala. You wow, know, and, and created served, your family, really. Yeah, and yeah. served on their board from, gosh, state board from like 1990 to... I can't remember when I think when I became mayor, I, I think I got off their board. Uh, it was just I didn't have the time to mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. So, but still was on the division board. But yeah, enjoyed it. So I thought you know should obviously give back to the organization that you know gave me a, a life. Yeah. Yeah, and for, for those who may not be aware of, of Children's Home Society, we'll be sure to include a link on the, the episodes page so you sure. can learn a little bit more about, about that organization. So one of your major responsibilities as, as mayor is overseeing the Ocala Police Department, which you have partnered with on a, a number of programs. Anyone in particular that, that you're most proud of that you want to highlight today? Um, I would probably say, you know, Chief Graham uh, did this uh, program. It was the Amnesty Program. You know, we worked with... Um, the billboard companies and you know we had this this campaign talking about addictions not a crime and um we were encouraging people to come in if they needed help just to walk in and go look i'm done uh i can't live like this anymore i need some help and we would take them at no cost uh to um the centers at the time um and you know they would go into rehab for 90 days and you know come out the other side you know hopefully successful uh, now we have the hospital district that's partnered and done that with us. We have, you know, a variety of places to take people now. But I would probably say that uh, that saved a lot of lives. Uh, and I would probably say that's one of the one of the great things that um, that we did. Yeah, that's wonderful. And and I'm sure as you've had some successes with programs like that and, and initiatives that that um, thankfully other communities have learned from or, or taken as a model. I'm sure not all those moments have been have been easy. So what have you found um, the most challenging um, as, as mayor and being in that position? Um, well, it's something we're working on kind of right now with, with uh, the chronic homeless. That's been a real problem. Um, you know, there are 
you know, people that have mental illnesses, but we need, and the state needs to build, build more mental institutions to get people off the street mm-hmm. and get them the help that they need. You know, and then there's the truly homeless that, you know, and I, I'll talk about, you know, Open Arms Village in a second. Um, but, you know, that's one component. But then the chronic homeless, and that's the ones you see, you know, in L.A., San Francisco that we see on TV with the tents all over the street and just the, you know, filth and the drugs and things like that that they live in. That's been a real problem, you know, to deal with. You know, we're dealing with it, uh, but we've got a three-man task force that that's all they do uh, is deal with that. What's really your favorite part of the job? What what gets you coming in and you say, you know what, I really like this, and, and it makes you come into City Hall every day, just energized for the next? Well, I mean, you know, I, I love when the phone rings and people say, hey, Mayor, I need your help. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, okay, what do you got? Yeah. You know, you know it's a project, it's something to work on and, and, and things like that. And that's, that's one of the things I was talking to gentleman outside earlier that I can pick the phone up and say, Hey, Natalie, I'm working on this. Or, hey, Scott, Scott Quintel, when he was at United Way, I've got a problem. I need need your help. Yeah. And just the resources and the people that just jump in and try to help you solve uh, problems, you know. So I've got a thing on my um, my desk talks about, it was from Reagan, talks about there's no uh, limit to where a man can go if he's not worried about, you know, who gets the credit. And I'm always so true. Yeah, care less who gets the credit. It's like this is the project. Let's jump in and get it done. Yeah, yeah. And what a what a great position to be in. And and um, are there any advice that that you would have for other leaders in this community who may be considering running for for a public office? Well, I would say I, you know I've, I've said this before. You know, if you don't genuinely care about the people you serve, I mean, like really care mm-hmm. about them, it's you know, you shouldn't be in that position. You know, if you're doing it just, you know, you want to climb the ladder and, you know, go to the next, you know, level in politics or that's all that is, that's, it's not for you. Yeah. You know, you've got to be willing to ride around the middle of the night and, you know, find out, you know, why someone's electric, you know, not on. you got to meet people in the, in the middle of the night when their son's, you know, uh, wanting to get in the, you know, um, recovery program Mm -hmm. you got to be able to you know to do all that that was one of greg's uh you know uh five rules you know was look for ways to say yes you know have fun at your job if you make a mistake doing the right thing don't worry about it you know we'll fix it ask for forgiveness rather than permission Mm -hmm. you know just means if you see something that needs to be done just do it yeah you know and uh don't hey boss can i do this can i right like your boss is gonna go God, you're killing me. Yeah, you don't need permission to do you the right need, thing. Just do your job. Yeah. You know, you see something yeah. needs to be done, do it. Yep. You know, so that's one of the great things about being the mayor is, you know, I don't answer to anybody except for the public. So every two years they get to decide if I'm doing a good job or not. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, and, yeah, it's uh, it's great. And you and you referenced it that, that you made the decision not to, to run for re-election this year. And with your final term as, as mayor of Ocala coming to a close later this year, um, do you have any thoughts on, on what's next? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I do. I mean, I'm, I'm talking to probably three, four, five people about, mm-hmm. you know, what's next. So, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't want to really say right now, but yeah. yeah. Not ready to slow down quite yet? No, no. I've <laughs> got a lot more to offer. So, I'm gonna, yeah. you know, uh, spend some time you know, solving problems.
What's one nonprofit organization that you'd like to highlight today and, and why? Well, I think I touched on it a little bit earlier, and but just to get a little bit more in depth is the Open Arms Village. Mm-hmm. You know, that we started, in, which was kind of a partnership, and people really got together uh, to do that. Uh, Father Pat, Carla Grimsley, Steve Hoestry with Brothers Keepers. Um, gosh, just a bunch of people. They're, they're, not, they're not even here now. Yeah. And, you know, these are men, and now we're expanding it to women. But these are men who were homeless, like mm-hmm. I was talking about, maybe even chronic homeless, um, on the street, in the woods, um, that have come to us and said, you know what, I just can't live like this anymore. Mm-hmm. I need some help. Uh, and here's the, here's the difference. And I'm willing to do all the things that are necessary to get myself out of this situation. And I want you to hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. And so we do that. So our success rate is about 85%. Mm-hmm. Um, w- when they leave, they have thousands of dollars in the bank because they don't pay anything to live there at the mm-hmm. church. Um, and they have a full-time job, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so they've gone from I have nothing, I'm on the street, to I have, you know, a full-time job, thousands of dollars, and a um, place to live. Yeah. You know, but I will tell you that, I mean, the difference in them and, excuse me, some of the other ones that you see is they're willing to do what's necessary to do it. Right. They're willing to accept the help that's being provided. I mean, a lot of people want what these men have achieved, but they're just not willing to do the things that are required to to get there. That's wonderful. And and for those of you who um, may not be familiar with Open Arms Village, we will be including a link on the episodes page so you can click and and learn a little bit more about the, the great work that they're doing. And now a word from our sponsor. Hello, this is Jeremiah Blocker with the Douglas Law Firm. We are a full-service law firm with many practice areas to serve your particular needs. We are located in downtown Ocala at 110 North Magnolia Avenue. Coming from a seventh-generation family here in Ocala, I am honored for our law firm to partner with the CEP to bring you these podcasts. We hope you enjoy. So now's the fun part of the interview. Um, We're getting into the lightning round questions. All righty, ready? Yeah. Okay. So what advice would you give to yourself at age 15? At age 15, I was just uh, starting, I think, the 10th grade, I would say, and I was playing a lot of golf. Um, (laughs) I would say study real hard. Um, School should be your entire focus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) You mean it wasn't? Golf was was a little up there? (laughs) Golf was at the top of my list. Uh, I would study, but I I would just say, you know, there's – it's a short period of time, high school, mm-hmm. to do really, really well mm-hmm. in their study. You know, go to your counselor, you know, and, you know, knock their door down. Hey, tell me this, tell me that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, get yourself on the right track you yeah. know, to whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's law or own a business or, you know, electrician, plumber, whatever it may be that you want to do. Um, just get really, really focused. All that partying and all that stuff, <laughs> that'll, you know. Yeah, come and go. <laughs> yeah, that, that comes and goes. You know, you got the next, you know, 40, 50 years of your life to live. Yeah. And all of that makes a difference in how you're going to live the rest of it. And how would you describe yourself in one word? Humble. People see people in my position and they think, oh, well, you know, he's, you know, on the news or this or that, you know, um, 
but it's just that's just part of the job. I mean, you know, I think it's very humbling that, and I'll tell you a piece of advice that I got. It's very humbling that you know anybody would want to have your picture, uh, their picture taken with you. Uh, Gerald Argo, mayor, girl, you know, when I became mayor, said, "Hey, mayor, is there any advice you could give me?" He goes, "Yeah." He said, "You know, don't think others, don't think you're as important as others think you are." Hmm. I didn't really get that until mm-hmm. right after the Christmas parade. A little girl came, Ralph D'Amelio's daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Small <laughs> world, right? Forward, yeah, fast forward yeah. twelve years. Uh, said, um, "Oh, can I have my picture taken with you?" It's like, sure. Yeah. It's like I'm thinking to myself, why would why would she want her picture taken with me with uh, me? Mm-hmm. And I told the mayor that mayor Urgle that, and he goes, "Make it a big deal for them because them to them it's a big deal." What was your first job, and what did you learn from that experience? First, like real job, was working for Augie Griner at Griner's mm-hmm. Men's Store when I was mm-hmm. in eleventh grade, mm-hmm. and um, but learned a lot from him. I mean, he taught. I mean, he was like my second dad. Um, you know, um, don't judge of all things. Don't judge people by the clothes that they wear. You know, yeah. and I learned that in the banking business. You know. Uh, we saw people that, you know, had chewing tobacco all over them and, you know, boots and that were worth hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, um, and, um, you know, talk to everyone. You know, Augie would talk to, to anybody. You know, they'd walk in the store. You know, he would, uh, hey, Mr. Steinbrenner, how are you? Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, he, I was like, that's George Steinbrenner? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, what can I help you with? You know, mm-hmm. and just, hey, how's family? How's this? How's that? You know, um. And so, yeah, talk, talk to everyone. That's one of the things I learned. Don't ever be afraid, you know, to talk to people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're people just like you and I, and, you know, they got problems. And, you know, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, I had called uh, John Malone, welcomed him to, um, to Ocala. They bought Bridalwood Farm. Mm-hmm. And um, so fast forward a couple of years after that, I saw him at Chester Weber's event and somebody invited me over to the table where he was and I said you probably don't remember me and he goes remember you he said I talk about you often I go really (laughs) he goes yeah he said uh he said most places I go the first two people that call me are the property appraiser and the tax collector wow because he's the largest landowner in the country he said no California he said the mayor calls me and thanks me for coming yeah. That's <laughs> great. Yeah. But that's the impression you made. I yeah, mean, but, how important that you know, is. He, um, but obviously very, you know, successful man, but, you know, you can talk to him, you know, mm-hmm. and I would advise young people, um, people in general, don't be afraid to, you know, talk to people that are, you know, um, in positions of, you know, authority, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whatever it is. And who is a leader you admire? Jared that runs uh, Signature Brands. Um, you know, I played golf with him uh, before and talked to him and uh, just watched, you know, how he's, you know, um, worked at Signature Brands. And he's great about, you know, asking his executives. Uh, he doesn't tell them what to do. He lets them figure it out for themselves. He's great at asking questions mm-hmm. and letting themselves lead them to, you know, the answer, you know, mm-hmm. that they need to, where they need to be. Super involved in the community, uh, strong advocate of United Way uh, and everything they're doing over there. Strong families, very mm-hmm. involved in. But, I mean, he's just the kind of leader that, um, you know, you look for. And I will tell you one thing that's, um, 
that's really important to me um, is with the neighborhood that I grew up in. It was on the northeast side of town, tough neighborhood. Um, and that's why my father, that's why I cleaned those bricks to get out of that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I drive by there every once in a while, you know, look around. And actually, it's within about 75 yards of Open Arms Village, mm. uh, which was kind of, you know. Um, Meaningful. Yeah, to yeah. come back in that neighborhood and do that, mm-hmm. you know, 75 yards from where I grew up. Um, but, you know, it was a tough neighborhood. You, you, you learn, don't ever let anybody intimidate you, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to learn that in, uh, in politics. And I think, you know, growing up in a neighborhood like that, you know, has helped me, you know, in, uh, in public life. But we need to have, we need to have like more of people that don't agree with each other actually find some common to, ground. Yep, come together. Yeah, I mean, I'll use some names here. You know, some people that, you know, didn't live here, they might not know, but guys like Buddy McKay was our lieutenant governor, was governor for three weeks under Lawton Charles. Um, Jimmy Williams was our lieutenant governor, lived here. Um, they're Democrats. I'm a Republican. But we need to have more people that, um, that agree on things, mm-hmm. uh, find a common mm-hmm. ground. Because there's more that we agree on than, than we don't. And, and to let those things we disagree on define the narrative and, and, and prevent us from, from coming into any kind of consensus for the community. No one's benefiting from that. Well, and that's yeah. why I think local, local government works so well. Yeah. We can do that. Yeah. You know, in Tallahassee and Washington, not so much. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so, yeah, we, we, we need more of that. Yeah. Because the people here in local government are closer to the people than, you know, Tallahassee and Washington. We see them in public, right? Mm-hmm. We see them at church. They're your neighbors. Yeah, your neighbors, you know. It's yeah. like, hey, what about my electric bill? What about this? Yeah. <laughs> when are you getting the stop sign over there, this street or that street? You're the neighbor that can solve the problem, right? Or at least yeah. figure out how to solve the problem, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. When's the mosquito truck coming by? Yeah. I just got that text earlier. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Mayor Gwen, for being on The Catalyst today. We, we really appreciated your time. All right. Uh, glad to be here. Great questions. And uh, thank you a lot for inviting me. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Catalyst, hosted by the Ocala Metro Chamber and Economic Partnership, sponsored by Douglas Law Firm, and recorded live at Wiley Productions Podcast Studios. New episodes, guests, and perspectives on leadership premiere twice a month. Follow us on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Have a suggestion for a future guest? Email us at thecatalyst at ocalacep.com.